Adscast, episode 6. Yo, welcome back to the show that's been called by all the critics the bane of podcasting in Mauritius. Or maybe I give it that name, I don't know, I'm not sure. So, um, yo, <laughs> welcome back to Adscast. As you can tell, this is a bit... No, you can't necessarily tell, but some of you are listening directly. Yeah, what was not Yeah, no. <laughs> Still doing that nose thing. Jesus Christ, you guys have to stop me, you know that. Yo, welcome back to Adscast. This is a sixth episode, so it means that we've spent... Since I'm doing one every... Once every week. Six weeks, yeah. A month and a half. Doing this show. Welcome back. Happy to have you with me today. Um, for those watching, it's not much watching, you will see that this week's episode isn't the regular podcast. As in, it's still going to be me, still going to be me talking about stuff. Um, one little thing you might have noticed, if you're watching on YouTube, is that there's no camera today. So, for once, everyone's of the same level. You're all going to be treated like poor people. No, I'm kidding. No one is poor having Spotify or Apple Podcasts. That's not a thing, but you're all all gonna get to only have my voice and you won't have to see my face for once. I don't have to look for a fancy t-shirt to impress you guys like we're on a first date. Because every episode does feel like a date. You know, I do my best in hopes of you letting me smash. I'm kidding. I don't go on dates. As if that makes everything better, <laughs> just saying this. But yes, just for this one episode, there won't be a video version. And again, Spotify listeners don't fucking care about this. But um, a few things, again, the usual roundup in the intro every week. So one little, big, little, big, huge thing that I wanted to talk about was that, first of all, um, it's been six weeks and I already got some stats and uh, Adscast is ranked um, first as a comedy podcast in Mauritius on uh, Apple Podcast. That's unbelievable. That's unimaginable. And we rank third overall among all podcasts in Mauritius, which is also unbelievable. Both of these things are freaking unbelievable. As in, yes, I, I do want, you know, when I'm going to have an interview in 20 years, um, did you, let's not say 20 years, let's say in a year or two maybe, did you think that Ascars would blow up so fast? And I'll be like, yeah, any guy knew. No, I'm kidding. I, I'm trying my best to make it work and there's still so much that I want to, to accomplish. And I'm still far from it. And I'm still so grateful because that's amazing. Okay, let's be honest. Most certainly there's only one comedy podcast in Mauritius. <laughs> And there's most likely just three podcasts of a role in Mauritius, and that's why I'm ranked first in comedy and third in podcasts of a role. You know, there's that joke um, out of four people, you're the fifth best. So that could also be me, but I don't really know all the podcasts here. I've heard things, I think it's more like mental health, I don't know, when I would expect people to do comedy more because a lot of motherfuckers think they're funny. Which, <laughs> look, I'm using that. I mean, you can't look, there's no video. But I'm hilarious. I, I genuinely think that I'm the funniest thing on earth. And I genuinely tell, I actually say that to people, like my friends and people I meet, if I actually care about them. Like, let's be honest about this. I tell them straight up that I'm gonna, I'm either already or I'm gonna become the funniest thing in their lives. And I'm always right, if I care about it. So... That's what pushes me. My, my, my show is not really news, news, uh, news, news, comedy, right? It's a lot of things and I'm funny. <laughs> it's me talking about a lot of things and I'm funny. Kind of like, that's kind of a backdrop to, to what we're doing here. So, uh, wait a second. I'm going to lean back in my chair because I know there's no video, but I'm being very uncomfortable, like bending over the mic. You wish I would be bending on the screen right now, right? But um, thank you so much being getting these rankings, and it's still very early. And 
Of course, if I'm sitting but I'm third somewhere, it's in my head it's like well, why not first? You know, Asian <laughs> Asian dad thing. Why not first? Hmm? Don't you guys love me enough? What's what's with that? Thank you so much guys and I keep appreciating you guys sharing it and and and, and talking about it with me. I, that's what I actually want the most. That's actually I've liked the most about what I've done for the past 10 years is I hear that sentence, let's start a conversation. It means nothing when people bring big topics like sexuality or suicide and they're like, um, start the discussion, open the discussion. You know what we did for 13, 13 reasons why? That's it. I think that's dumb. But I actually like seeing my ideas and how people interpret them and and how they bounce back to Look, I have one forty, which is talking. So I please indulge me, right? So thanks once again. Of course, I don't. I do want to get to first, so I would be way so 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 appreciative for you to actually uh, keep sharing around and and um, and talking to people about it, talking to me, and talking to people about it. But. But we spread um, outcast like 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 what? Not COVID. We're not gonna say COVID. Like spread it like something big, like clinical depression. Yeah, that's something big enough. Thank you guys. So another thing which is gonna be different today is that we won't really have a topic like we usually do. Like um, the previous weeks, it was it was like we'll tackle something because I'm working on the next one, which is. Pretty juicy of a theme, but I didn't want to go straight away with it. So that's why I took like two weeks off in between uh, hot topics to go through, like, let's say a slower pace. Remember last week I said, this one's going to be a short one. Ended up being like 52 minutes, something like that. I think a bit more, right? Uh, it was closer to the hour mark. I, I, could, I, I really thought it was going to be shorter than that. But today, what I'm going to try and do is not so much a, a, a themed episode. It's more like a crossover episode from another project in the ACU, the Adrien Cinematic Universe. Uh, shameless plug for it later down the road. But I'm also kind of discontinuing it. That's why I'm kind of doing it today. So I... Um, yeah. I am, yeah. I should stop stalling because that's enough of intro. Once again, I appreciate your support in every possible way. I also appreciate paid uh, people who have been signing up to Patreon. Like, you guys are amazing. And uh, it's getting me there to my goal, which is, I'll keep saying it, make art a viable thing in Mauritius. Jesus Christ, I hope you make it. But thank you so much. That's going to be it for the intro. We should get to the episode, to the actual episode about now. Welcome to Adscast. Adscast. So that happened. Welcome back. So, we're going to talk about stuff that happened in the past week, today. And as much as I don't really like, and I think I've said it about the Will Smith thing, like... I don't want to talk about the same topic time and again. Like, once is good, but I think if like the situation is developing, uh, we should maybe talk about development. So, I'd like to have a first topic for the So That Happened segment about the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial again. Because now uh, Amber did um, come to testify. I love the memes about like, watch Amber Heard um, commit perjury in her very first 30 seconds, which was when she swore that she would only say the truth. So, and that's the thing about this topic, because, like, I don't know, I guess the people who are listening to the show who have also uh, studied law find an interest in it, because that's an interesting defamation case, because uh, the actual case about defamation, did that woman uh, dirty his name enough Unjustfully, is that a word? Unjustly, I guess. Did she dirty his name enough 
for him to lose contracts, for him to lose wealth, for like a possible gains to be um, foregone, like is that the case? Which I think it already is. I think I'm pretty sure that was already proven, but whatever. So to have a quick recap, um, it started with Johnny Depp having a lot of people coming up and, and testifying about this, how that did impact, how the the op-ed that uh, Amber Heard, which turns out she didn't reach, just gave her go ahead for, um, she didn't read, she didn't write, but can she read? She gave her go ahead for, she didn't write it, uh, ACLU actually did that for her, uh, she said she was going to commit money from um, the, um, how do you call that? The sum that Johnny Depp gave her? Alimony, is that the term? Once again, please, low buffs, help me out. So, that's what she mentioned. And I watched, yeah, she did say, say that she would commit half of it, which was $3.5 million. And the other $3.5 million would go to a children's hospital. Turns out she didn't give that money, or at least she gave like 600 k to ACLU and nothing's been heard about the, the, the children's hospital. So, <laughs> isn't that a funny situation? Isn't that a laughable situation? So, what I wanted to say about this was that since she came to testify, you got to see her on the stand and, like, actually, she made no fucking sense. It was so painful to watch. It was so painful to watch. I... Like, I want to make something clear. I do not see it as entertainment. I am very much, though, watching it with a bit of emotion, because what Jack Sparrow, when I was a kid, these were my favorite movies. And then I turned, like, six. <laughs> I'm kidding. Until I was, like, 10, 12, even. Uh, even more than that, when, when I just um, uh, got my own room, I had a, a poster of Jack Sparrow, which stayed there until I maybe turned 16, 17. Imagine, I, I didn't have that, and I'm pretty sure most people don't actually have that, you know, these stereotypical boy rooms, you know, uh, posters of girls everywhere, Megan Fox, Megan Fox, Megan Fox, um, as if I would have a poster of someone who would date a um, machine gun Kelly. Well, you, you can get it. I'm biased because that was my childhood hero. And I really want him to be a good person. I hope... Uh, but as I said it last week, he's friends with Marin Manson. He did not uh, condemn Harvey Weinstein. Oh, can you really call someone like that a good person? Mm-hmm. But in this case, did he do that? I like to believe he didn't from the, the testimonies from others, like his exes, like pretty much everyone who's been speaking and actually has a name. As in, as in has a name, I mean like not, not a celebrity, I mean a person, a real person. Because Amber Heard seems to be like quoting people who we don't know exist, if they exist or not. Everyone, pretty much everyone, people not on her side of, well, people on her side, of course, have been saying the opposite. Although these are funny, because after saying that, one got banned from the court. Uh, not after saying that, but like, uh, got banned from the court because they disobeyed the, a direct order from the judge. So the people you keep as company, of course. Um, why would you call someone like this as a witness? Anyway, and I, I watch it, I keep an eye on it because I, I want to, I can hope that justice will prevail on this and that one of my childhood heroes would not be that, that monster. All right. So far, like I said last week, his account of things is credible. So that's that. One thing that the lawyers of Amber Heard did say, confirming that once again the op-ed was about him, they were trying to go on the defamation point, and which was about abuse. Uh, they did push the narrative that the abuse can also be emotional and uh, mental, which it can be, very much can be. No, no one should deny this. And then when she took to the, the, the stand, all she spoke about was like actual physical violence. And she was mentioning things that were so hard. And there are a lot of videos coming out of people being like, she used my sexual assault story 
as in I think her, her ex-assistant said what to start with and you see a few more things that like she should have stolen from movies directly she's a bad actress let's start with her alright she just crumbles every time she starts talking out of her own volition she's not even confronted with anything and she just breaks down and she keeps doing one thing that irritates me she keeps turning to the jury well, I've been watching hours on end of Johnny Depp at the, at the stand. He just looks at the... Well, when the judge is talking to him, yeah, but the, the lawyers, when they're talking to him, it's terrible. It's like, how more, much more manipulative can you show what you actually are? That is wild. That is really wild. And I really do hope that the people in that jury are not going to... Oh, buy into this this is just <clears throat> but yeah that was the point her account of things I've seen some people say that she was very credible and I I don't know I think like we're trying to cut the apple in halves and that's doing a disservice like we're trying to assume like we have to list I don't like the term I think I said it again I don't like the term I mean, I think it's necessary that um, listen to women. We are to listen to women. But I think we should also listen to, like, everyone who seems credible. Because, and I don't want to sound like an old lives matter, that would be so... I really want to stress the fact that in this case, I guess that's why I'm saying it like this, in this case, they have weaponized the Me Too movement... As in saying that, like, no one but women, and particularly this woman, can be victims of domestic abuse. When she, it's on tape, it's on tape, but she says, go ahead, go, and, and say to the world that I, Johnny Depp, was a man, was uh, abused, was a victim of, of domestic violence, and let's see who trusts, who believes you. It's on tape. You know, there's that old joke from Dave Chappelle, sadly which was my favorite um, comedian and I thought was the greatest of all time until he turns out to be a turf. So, people change, I will find better idols. Um, the best thing to have in life is not to have idols. Let's be clear about this. But, what was I, where was I going with this? So, basically, as we've weaponized it and as, yeah, the, the meme, that the joke of Dave Chappelle, rather, is like, open and close, Case, Johnson, open and shut, open and close, open and shut case, Johnson. This was in relation to like black people getting accused of mostly cross shit, and that it still would work. But the same thing, like, it's she she's caught on tape saying the thing. She's like admitting that, but she's using that against him. She's using her sex against him. She's not a credible person. She's terrible at acting. You would would have thought that someone who would have that job would do a better, would have a better go at it. Like your emotions are all over the place, and it's not like people can't have that. It's more like we've seen you listen to him for two weeks, two three weeks, while you were sat at your seat for three four weeks. You've just listened to him recount everything, and you were so placid. I don't know, man. I mean, I do know. That's fucked up. So, so fucked up. But I do hope that you're just... Like, um, I'd like to talk about, about that with more people. What do you think is going to happen? A few people are telling me that straight up she's going to win. And I, I would... L- she's going to win. Sorry. She's going to lose. And I'm, I would like to believe this. Thing is... I see it as she's going to use white women tears. Or she's already been using white women tears. And and it could work, could always work. You have some reports about the jury being uh, mostly guys and they're rather young. So there's a belief also by some lawyers that this would play against Johnny Depp because they would make a point of, you know, believing women. Again, the, the evidence is here. Every time she said something that they went the plane and he shoved her like he kicked her in the back then I think choked her like it didn't even make sense in a physical way as in how 
And also Johnny Depp doing this in a plane, which was not a private plane, if I recall right. It was a commercial flight. I mean, I guess we went first class, but still. Uh, do you? And again, at no point does she call for someone to corroborate what she's saying. I. I hope justice works. It's the U.S., so I don't believe in it. But I hope justice works. Speaking of crazy white women. The second point I wanted to talk about, and I guess a lot of people in Mauritius would not know that. Um, although no, I think it was on the news at some point. Casey White was, <laughs> yeah, was, because she's dead now. Casey White worked in an, um, was it a rehabilitation facility? What was, what was it exactly? Let me look it up because I don't want to butcher that. Casey White, um, yeah, she's an ex-prison god. No, but I think that it was something like for rehabilitation. Anyway, Casey White, an ex-prison god, on her way to retirement, I think it wasn't very, very far, fell in love with an inmate who has murdered people a few times. She helped him escape. And of course, it was fucking Alabama. But she helped the dude escape. And I think for like four days, the cops were looking for them. And when they caught up to them, she shot herself. I think she didn't die on the spot, but she's dead now. She did succumb to, to the, the gunshot. What? Yes, you can love the bad boy type, but at some point you don't, you got a group of 16. What happened, lady? She was a white woman in America. An ex-prison girl. She had everything. The system was working for you, lady. What are you doing? And above and beyond, let's say you fall in love. You can be in love with, because there's always that bad topic. But I, that's something I, I did think about. You... Um, can be in love with terrible people. That's when the letting go is very hard. Because falling in love is very much not... You know what? I, I don't know about that. I keep telling my friends the same thing, which is that my friendship, and I guess my love also, um, but I've been single for a while, so you don't really have to cut it, cut it for this one. My friendship is constantly... On our friendship is constantly being reviewed. Not that you're really passing tests, but I cannot. I'm someone who's gonna evolve and keep. I don't know if growing is the best term, but something like that. And I would like for people around me to. I would like us to still vibe. Baby, are you coming for? I, I want us to still be people who match with each other. I can't at some point have you. Uh, given to capitalism, given to like uh, classism, as if and, and and me having to cope with that. No, I don't do things like yeah, they're, they're just like that. But we have nice. I've I've done that so many times in my life. That thing of you recognize how bad that person is, but you're like yeah, but they have they're not a bad dude. I don't do that anymore. So my point is that love and friendships should be like every type of relationship should be like this. As you keep going, because you have as an individual to keep growing, you have to kind of see what people around you are doing to be sure that you guys are still much. If it doesn't, you, you should be able to burn bridges like, and move on because life isn't going to be over and you, you as a human being should be able to self-sustain. I know it's hard, but you have to be able to. It's important for you to do that. So, holy shit. How did you... I get it. It can be hard to get to grips to people you love being terrible but holy shit and the thing is that actually you know what let me google um the detainees casey white inmate because they also have a last name um the same, the same last name sweet home alabama the murder defendant who escaped for an Alabama detention center, a corrections official. Why? Can, how can I find his name? 
Casey White's criminal history led him to Vicky White. What? Oh, Casey White. Sorry, Casey White is the dude. Vicky White is the lady. My bad. That's pretty big. <laughs> wow, that's a pretty big mess up. But, um, so murder defendant. He's a murder defendant. Already serving a 1775-year sentence. White's criminal history dates back a decade. He beat his brother in the face and head with an axe sledgehammer. A handle, but still. Letting him in prison in 2012 for more than three years. Then in 2015, he carried out a crime spree, including home invasion, called jacking, with a police chase. In March 2016, he was indicted on 15 counts and was ultimately convicted on seven of his counts, including attempted murder and robbery, like... He allegedly threatened to kill his ex-girlfriend and her sister in 2015 if he got out of prison and said he wanted the police to kill him. Dude. So, forget about the falling in love part of it. You were going to release someone like this in the wild? Have you no... Now, the shame is not a term. Have you no... I don't know what the word is. You must be a terrible person because you're just releasing the worst of... The worst. There is worse than him. Elon Musk... Kidding. But not for... Yeah, I'm pretty sure Elon Musk is, is like uh, liable for more deaths than him. But it's not the point today. How can you do that to the world? Holy shit. How can... I don't have the words, particularly since it was why. Like, you know what's funny though? Well, it's not funny, but let's use that word. Is that she, when they were about to get arrested, decided to shoot herself than to get arrested. I don't know if she thought it was going to be a Romeo and Juliet thing by which the dude would kill himself too, but he didn't. But she shot herself. And you'd like, I'd like to believe that like she'd rather die than, than imagine what she would go through going through the same justice system that she was upholding. The United States is a broken-ass country, and I keep drawing parallels between it and us, and that's what scares me. I don't want to do that as, a, as an aesthetic, but it's scary. So, that happened. Adscast. Let's wrap this up. Welcome back to the Adscast and for the next segment, like I, I mentioned in, at the start of the, the video, at the start of the podcast was that of the episode, Adrien, Jesus Christ. How I mentioned at the start of the episode was that it's going to be different because I don't really have a topic. This, what I'm going to talk about is not a topic. It's going to be the continuation of uh, leaving a toxic job series or have I... Compilation item here. So, let me give you some context. I started that series when I left um, that job back in um, at the end of 2021 because it was three years and a half of duress. It was rough. <laughs> and even through that, when I was trying to leave on amicable terms, it still wasn't great. Try my best, but still it was like, you get spat at your face there. What to do? So, I was kind of tired of companies like this, corporations like this, getting away with it. And I decided to start shooting, um, was it end of last year or early this year? I forgot. Start shooting the Leaving a Toxic job, Jobs uh, series, LATJ, which you will find on YouTube. You can find some, and, and I've covered a few episodes. I've covered four episodes, I think, so far. But shooting the series is kind of feeling disjointed because, like, too much time has passed since then for me to directly remember everything, like, straight up. It comes straight up, like... So I'd have to relieve the trauma weekly so that I could write the script and shoot the video... And I don't want to relieve that. But I don't want them. I don't want them to get away with it either. 
So I, I, I'd rather wrap this up. I really don't want them to get away with this. I, I posted that meme recently. I bring that certain, um, you need to quit your job uh, vibe to the workplace. That certain je, je ne sais quoi. And I, I love it. Yeah, I do. I do bring that. Uh, in a friend group, I am the dude who's always like, you should fucking quit. There's no point. Like, that, that makes no sense. And I know, reality is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just forcing yourself to suffer mentally. So, I wanted to wrap this up because I don't want anyone to get away with this. And initially, it was going to be a 10-part series, actually 11. But I think we can try and wrap this up in one podcast. Because I want to get it out of the way. I put some bullet points down and I'm like, we need, I need, I need to move on from this. Because I'm trying my hardest to do that. But I still, of course, have strong ties. And of course, after me, you know when you leave a place and you see it going to shit? <laughs> it's so pleasurable. And as this um, episode is coming out... Like, of course, I should beforehand, but as it comes out a Thursday, sorry, it's going to be a very important day for them too, which is going to, gonna, I knew it's going to flop because I was the main factor for it working out in the past. Love that. I, I am so petty and vindictive. Okay, anyway. So I wanted to wrap this up. In 2018, I started work someplace, at some place. I did mention in the video, so please check them out so that I don't have to go through everything. But I did mention how um, initially the first event, the first event, the first incident was related to a freaking Facebook post and my manager abusing his power to threaten me to, to you know, kind of mold you to be scared and threatened. When I introduced some people, the 3Ds, who are terrible terrible people who kind of use that situation seeing that me and my manager were not on good terms since they hate the manager they kind of harnessed me because I, I'm, I'm, I have to admit I'm a pretty good weapon I'm a pretty good um, I've got my perks let's say it like this in the last episode that I posted last week which also was a terrible decision if you've watched it because I did this on my bed and I just put the camera like above. That angle was such a bad idea because I had to keep looking up. I was breaking my neck. A freaking script was in front of me at eye level, face level rather. And then I had to, oh my God, I'm, a, I'm such an idiot. I'm such an idiot. But last time I was saying that my probation period was coming to an end. And my manager decided to extend it out of the blue when... I was all right when it comes to the work. It just felt like he wanted to pressure me more. And, and yeah, you know, a show of power. I can do this and I will do this. But ultimately, um, the director in the flesh told him to confirm me. And um, that's that. Like, then I've been employed. I've worked for three years after that there. So... Yeah, I'm going to keep going on this point. Um, so I guess to keep listening to this podcast, you should kind of watch the videos because else it could be confusing. I'm sorry. But go and watch them. They're going to be quick and take you less than 20 minutes to wrap up everything. So at that point, a bit before, uh, someone who are we going to name G, like the letter, Join there, they're the same age as me. They were basically my work twin, as in, we were not like direct colleagues, but we were the same age where everything, like, it just, it just clicked. We were just two sides of the same coin. And that was great. And she would be fundamental to me opening my eyes slowly, little by little. So G, um, basically when she, yeah, she joined. Um, and then slowly after that, shortly after that, I got my confirmation. And for my confirmation, the 3Ds wanted to celebrate. So they're like, yeah, we should host a dinner or something. And I'm like, cool. What, one of them's place? Like, cool. And you know that thing of like, fear lunaire? Because you got something, like you have a big break, like, 
they got me to like treat everyone to pizza and uh, from my pocket which I absolutely was the one earning the less among everyone there but get, let's get above this through this confirmation I slowly started opening my eyes because on the day of the thing itself I really started showing the parallels between me and my friend G as in I could see them do the same thing to my friend G and it was also an irracial thing as in they were trying to harness her to be like you see we're diversified we're not just a bunch of people from the same community against you guys of the same community yeah that is kind of a recent problem <laughs> also to add to a lot but that's what they were trying to do diversify being woke has invited us um, there one of them had me like and it's through G once again she, she was like dude that's making no sense it's your big day they're having you babysit a kid or they're just talking about more work doing more complaining about work you don't want to do this I'm like yeah I don't, fucking don't want to do this and on one side I had my micromanaging manager who would often resort to one on one to brainwash me he would often cite that others have complained. And these others forced order to seem like he used fictitious people to make his points, like an Amber Heard kind of thing. On the other hand, your supposed, my supposed support system, which was at war with him, were just using me in the middle to demean my manager's power. So, of course, that was lovely. It's all adults. And the biggest thing for me was that I... I about this job, I could bond with people my age, students. But the 3Ds did not like this because that was their thing. They actually had a core group of students that were there to work for them and also were the campus's clique. Like if you were there, you were the, the high people. You would get everything, you would get all the honors and blah, 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 blah. Does make sense now that I'm gone why they were hated by everyone else too. But yes. I remember for my confirmation, I had to go and drive a pretty long distance to go and fetch the food because they wanted to eat that food, but they wanted to do it at one of their place, which was an easy 40 kilometer drive back and forth. On the way back, I went to the campus because there was an event and there was just students there and it was amazing and I was treated so well like my, my friend G did mention that's your confirmation and these kids are, have no idea about this but look at how they're treating you as, to, as soon as you put the foot there you were treated like a superstar as I am I'm pretty nice that people can bond with me easily but then you go back there and you're doing babysitting and you're talking to these horrible people slowly from my friend I could open my eyes I am fucking grateful dude but but that's one of the points I wanted to mention as in it was bad on both sides my manager was terrible to me as in treating me like that for during the, the actual job part of things and abusing his power time and again but then people who would pretend being my friends the bigger evil fast forward because I want to hit a few points to give you an idea of how it works as you might know in that process of learning you have an entrance and then you have an exit the exit is your graduation it's where you celebrate and I was invited to be in that thing the, the, the committee for that graduation because I very much I'm, I'm young I was at least at the time and since I was and I'm young, they wanted to be like, yeah, you understand the students. You know what they want. Like, cool. I can try pitching in ideas. But it felt more like, once again, they just wanted to have like a woke representation kind of thing. We just want to show that we are bringing in people. And particularly people that we know others are going to like having around. But very fast, I saw that actually nothing was done with a student's consultation or interest in mind. I even heard someone, when it came to decision-making, say something like, it's our graduation. No, your staff there, that's theirs. They completed their studies. 
We kept asking for my and G's take, because again, we're in touch with the students, but no idea was kept. Like, for example, I remember I said something about like the food. One of the things that I remember vividly was the food, because there was a big fight about that, because they kept telling me that they are looking for this, this, that. I'm like, do you think the students want that? It felt like what all people would have at a buffet, but like, do you think people were like in their early 20s would like, no, like, that doesn't matter. That's us who... No! One important point that I gotta communicate is that all the committees there have subcommittees where the decisions are actually taken. And then, during the big meeting, they come and order you around. They, of course, are gonna be the 3Ds. They had the title of Petit Comité, small committee, I, I guess, well... If we're going to be literal about it. But they had that. Well, let's just say that the subcommittee. They make the decisions on their own and then they come and tell you what you're going to do. So, I remember once, one, the one with power among the three of them, like the assistant to the director, after the, the graduation, the, the director was just like, she had to come real quick and then leave quick because she had other things to do. She was talking about how uh, we all did well, was well done. Like, she's giving thanks, you know. And I remember as soon as she left that room, one of the 3Ds directly went to shit talk, well, was directly shit talking her with all of her stuff as soon as she left the room. Like, being like, have you seen these thanks? It's lifeless, it's soulless. She didn't do well for the graduation, but she didn't do anything. Holy shit! <laughs> That's funny because. I've been told that even when I left the room, after having said stuff related to the students, about how they need to be presented more in the decisions, um, she, the 3Ds, was she talking about me too. So yeah, for example, again, that food tasting thing, when I said that the students should have a say in there, the comment that I got was that, so what, you want us to have, because there was a, a taste session, which I didn't go to, so what, you want us to have students here? And I'm like, yeah. Like, at least have a council president be here and just taste the stuff and be like, yeah, I think that's all right. Holy shit. I was like, it was unbelievable. And I refuse, of course, to go for that thing because fucking bullshit. Then came the actual day of, uh, uh, let's, well, we're rewinding a bit. Well, we're going back and forth with the time, so try and, and keep up, sorry. We had the graduation and on the day I stayed with a clique of students who were with the 3Ds as we had bonded a bit, because again, I'm young, but I was bored to fucking death hanging with them. Holy shit, you can, you know, all the stereotypes about having a clique in high school, but the thing is, no, that's not high school anymore. It was my idea of a good time, particularly during a graduation, is not to sit on the parking while some people are smoking and while there's a fucking buffet, Go order food from KFC. KFC, please sponsor me. Once again, I'm, I'm open for conversations. But you get what I mean. Holy shit. I would have rather stayed with my weirdo manager and view the stuff that day. Because, like, at least they were where... It, I've been with them for the first year, the first graduation I went to. That I didn't help for. I just went. And it was... Jesus Christ. Sitting and walking and smoking isn't my idea often. I don't even smoke. But yeah, after that, as I'm saying, I, I see through the cracks more and more how the, the 3Ds were actually the evil on campus, how most staff were afraid of them. <laughs> there was a funny thing that I said in one of the previous episodes of the podcast, and it's one of them, how like shit isn't about you all of the time, and how one of them texted me for my birthday to complain about her issues. Which was loco, because we, we already started distancing ourselves. And I remember I went, went for, a, the last time I went for a birthday celebration, um, she mentioned to students that I was getting jealous of them because they spend more time with her than I do. Because at some point, she was like, it's time for people to leave. And I, I told everyone, yeah, guys, it's time for us to go. And I left. And then she mentioned that I'm jealous. Why would he say that? Why would he tell you to leave? <laughs> the dissonance 
But as I distanced myself, I was being a bit less critical of my manager because I did see what he was fighting for, fighting against rather. Still, not a good person, but he's not as bad as them, if we're to be honest. Because he's more of a reactionary and a reactionary person and he reacts poorly. But they scheme. Scheming will always be worse than reacting. Again, fast forward. I, you might have seen there's a tattoo of my wrist of initials, which is the logo of, of my band. Because soon after, when I was distancing myself, of course, I would distance myself from the students who were hanging with them too. I got the chance to create my own unit of students who would work with a purpose. And that's one of the biggest, the greatest thing I've accomplished. My, one of my greatest accomplishments. But also helped me to discover some people that I want in my life forever. Because I do call them my kids. And they do <laughs> make me gift cards with best dad on earth. But it's, it's one of the biggest things I've ever done. Because we changed the status quo. Through it, people who had... L'emprise, who had the, the, the hand over how everything was working there, would gradually lose it. Because I had created a cell and I had, I don't know if training them or equipped, I think I equipped them well enough to tear down the patriarchy, to tear down the whole system. And we did as a team. And that was amazing. As in that other group of students would always win the council and everything and everything. Well, before I left, when... My kids went for the council. Four of them got in a council of five. That was unimaginable. That was change. I'm proud of myself for bringing change. I'm proud of myself for having been our people who brought change. And of course, they didn't like this. Of course, my dearest friends, the 3Ds, would not like this. Because... You're, you're shattering everything they've built. Everything they believe for. With a fucking job. I'm so proud of myself. It did create a lot of issues. And I remember the biggest were them three at once confronting me. As, as in calling for a normal meeting. And then jumping at my throat about why do my kids exist. When they are the others who were the initial one doing this. And I was like, I defended that case. To a T, I think that was a moment for me in a work setup when I was like, holy shit, I did grow up. I did done grow up. I did become more than I was before. I've learned things. I tackle stuff better. Holy shit, I have really perfected myself in so many ways. I wish for you to keep trying to, to get me now. I can tell I'm replying to an assistant to a director. Like, that's still a kind of director, right? And and to a staff which are, like, more a higher grade, I guess, than me. And no one is able to hold their head up to me. But really did feel fucking great. Because when I, I went back to my manager, to the office, I saw the manager and I was like, you should be fucking proud. You got the best staff on campus. I am so fucking good. You cannot imagine. But it just got to his head because he thought that it's through him that I became this. No, buddy. It's, well, it's through having difficulties dealing with you that I became like this, to be, to be fair. But yeah, that was very important because change was what I thought possible. Although that set of students were very much being exploited by the campus and my manager because he's the one in charge at the end of the day. I'm the one in charge of them, but he's the one who's got the hand on it, if you can say it like this. He doesn't do shit related to that. He doesn't contribute to anything. He just sees them as tools. He doesn't even hide it. But what can I do? Nothing manage, am I? And I very much has a job to kind of alleviate it for them to not feel as exploited as they do, which often was to use money from my own pocket. Yeah, you know when you have to work somewhere and spend money on it? Always a great thing, isn't it? But that was it. And following that, we, they wanted to do... I, I brought up a few issues to the director. At some point I was like, yo, that's too much. I called for a meeting with the director and I was like, this is this, this, that. That's how bad it is. And there was a big problem, which still exists. 
international students and local students. International students feel like third, second-rate citizens because they're really not treated the same and there is a big disparity. They only hang among each other because the local ones are not accepting and, and it's true, we have to be honest about this. Mauritians, particularly the ones who have money, don't feel like they should. We're a touristic island, but as soon as you can afford not being a touristic person, you show your true colors and they're not very nice. We're already racist amongst ourselves, so now think about foreigners. So, I brought that up, and her fucking idea was to create a committee about this too. And as I've said, committees all have subcommittees. So what's the point? To which she, she demanded that I was on, which, fair enough. But then I missed one meeting, for whatever reason, and I learned that they're going to do a festival, a cultural festival. If your issue is that people are not melding well together and they really despise each other, just having food stalls where you see that that's what I do in my country, that's what I do in my country, I'm not sure that's going to bridge the gap. If anything, it gives you even more so reason to be like, yo, I'm going to keep to myself. Because the issue has and always will be the actual 3Ds. They have bred this, like these student cliques. You could see it. Can't still tell myself that. I, I still blinded myself by saying that, like, the director, well, my manager was also saying it, but the, money, the director sees it, but she's waiting to do something about it. My fucking foot. My fucking foot. When you do things for your own fucking gain, holy shit. It's ludicrous. So, yeah, I kind of blinded myself into f putting more faith than I should in fucking white women. <laughs> but let's not go on this topic right now. That festival was pretty horrible, but was painted as something that went well. Because at the end of the day, and I've seen that by then, it wasn't the, the whole aim of the whole thing was not for things to be done well. They were for things to get through. And as soon as they get through, we send emails to each other to congratulate each other. So many fucking emails. <laughs> That's one big thing that all staff could mention there. It's fucking ludicrous. But, moving from this, after this where I had already shown discontent, I still kept doing my thing, which was working with my kids towards making things better. My rule had evolved, but I was still not being paid uh, just fully. And because there's nothing to do about it. It, it goes in your, your job description. It doesn't. What you brought, the, the, the concept of having these kids working under me was not there when I joined. How can you say that it's always... Yeah, it's like this in the London game. I don't care. London campus, they hired people to do things and they paid London tariff. Am I? Small us. After that, there were news that there would be a restructuring because things need to be sorted out. For the restructuring, my manager become, became a director, too. An assistant director. Assistant to the director, um, too. And the biggest bootlicker on earth on earth to get that holy shit that hard to I mean I'm pretty sure everyone around campus agreed on this <laughs> it was just <laughs> but I did my best to, to be like a bit more neutral I was like hey happy for you but now that you got that you have to recognize that it's through us our work your team that you got it so I hope to see us being rewarded for this so I called for a meeting with a director because my manager was still not doing much to give us a clearer idea called for a meeting i don't know what the fuck he explained to her because she came there and she thought it was a forum for us to ask questions uh, when i had requested a forum for everyone to speak up not to ask questions necessarily can also ask questions but there's a difference between speaking up and asking questions people who care about things to be done right would know what i mean and through that meeting i said what i had to say and was cut by the director sorry by the director and a very defensive so defensive grown ass 
people just being so fucking defensive. I've seen so many three and a half years of seeing adults being the pettiest children on earth. So the director was def- defensive to the core and, and everything I had asked, which was like, what are the scopes for, for growth? Um, there are these issues between departments. There are these issues with people. There, there is this culture that's kind of not good. What do we do? All the answers were like, you're wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. Others could complain about you too. Uh, others have complained about you. Yeah, people complain about me when I don't let them get their way. I, It's been proven. <laughs> that was a big eye-opener. Because I saw now then that the director was full of shit. So all that blind faith that I put that like... I, I had faith in that person because they appreciated me, which is the worst reason to have faith in someone. Because as a person, I know I'm exceptional. I know I hold the keys to the world. So people appreciating me is not hard because they want to use it. I was wrong to put my faith in a fucking white woman. What happened again? Don't worry about that. But yeah, that was a real eye-opener and it... What was a disillusionment? Your work, I kept saying it before too, it's just a job. Shouldn't care about it so much. But then I, biggest hypocrite on earth, because then a lot of people say that. Oh, yeah, you fucking say that time and again. And look at what you actually do. What I actually do related to this really doesn't prove my point. Just means that I kind of lie to myself about it and keep going above and beyond I don't want to be doing like I know I blow my horn often I just want to be true to what happened I, I want the record to be true to how I was as a person not to necessarily just be like I was the best I was the greatest I was the best I was the greatest but I, I just want us to be clear with it so as my eyes opened I had taken a stance to leave or just waiting for it wasn't long it was barely three months after that and I remember when I left pretty fucking bad too announced it to my manager then he spoke to me and was like yeah I'll be honest with you now that you're leaving I can tell you there wasn't much because he kept saying time and again that he was going to do things to improve my conditions and my salary and everything and I'm going to be honest with you, not much. Like, we would have, like, changed your title. You would have had more things to do, but not much about your, your salary. You would, have gone, you would have fucking given me more things to do for the same amount. Motherfucker. Wow. Wow. Just... At least you're being fucking honest at the end of it all. So, fucking bootleaker. Again... Fucking attain what you attain through our work. Mostly mine. I knew that mine was used in every meeting with the higher-ups to boost yourself because the job I would do was very visible also and was very good. <sighs> so, as I'm leaving, yeah, he's told me that. I suppose I think this interview never happened, never cared to schedule, because now that I said I'm leaving, it's just about how to show to Adrien that it's fine if he leaves. Because I know I'm fundamental. Because I know that I've been replaced, air quotes, without being replaced. Like, we got someone on a junior level, on a lower level than mine was, who doesn't have half of my training. And that's so sad, because I know that manager is treating that person poorly and over-expecting. She's not getting to learn anything. When the best thing would have been to have bumped me as the senior to that person so that I would have got what I wanted, which was a higher role and a team to oversee because I also want to grow as someone with management skills because I've already proven that I've got management skills. Now it needs to be put on paper <laughs> and that person to learn through me because I'm pretty sure, because I'm pretty... You could ask people who I got to work with and I got to oversee. I'm pretty all right. I'm pretty good at managing humans. I, yeah, I won't say that, you know, it's innate. I, I don't think it's an innate thing. I think that I've been around enough people to know, particularly my manager, to know what not to do and applied that diligently. 
So now he's got someone that he's persecuting there and I've left. But when I was leaving, as he wanted to replace me, Ilico Presto, he, uh, we skipped a lot of things, but also there was not even like, and that was the thing that annoyed me. There was a clear disrespect of the work that I had done for three and a half years because, you know, you, all, you always send an email to everyone to say that that person is going and you thank them for their service and everything and wish them the best. You usually do that a whole fucking month before they leave. Yes, you do. Because I remember my manager afterwards when I left, when I said that I didn't get half the consideration that, over, that, that should go. And he said that, no, it's the custom. We don't do that until the last day. And I had someone look up because they blocked my work email so I couldn't look it up. Uh, listen to this. If you're going to send an email about me leaving, you would want me to see it, right? I left that job on the 15th of December. The email about my departure went out on the 16th. My work email had been blocked or deactivated since the 12th of December. How the fuck? <laughs> my manager kept saying that that's the custom. How would you? And if you stopped to tell me like, yeah, I tried to reply, but you never got back to me. I'm sorry. It's not that I didn't want to come back to you. I had zero access to anything. I was cut off. I couldn't talk to people, at least through that, right? And I wouldn't know, like, I can't talk to you personally because I don't know if you actually sent it. But you get what I mean? And that was, I had another staff, staff look up, the, like, just the last four people who left, all having their email a month prior, all having the director send it directly, not even their manager. Mine was my manager somehow. All of these, um, yeah, way ahead. And it kind of irked me particularly because one of them was a dude who uh, was known for being terrible. Everybody hated. He was gross, like, you know, toxic masculinity, but like personified. Also was dating students, like, like very old, married with kids and dating students who could be easily his kids. Got an email, a very nice email of all nice and well. Am I petty because I'm, I'm doing all this because like I didn't get the same level of consideration? I don't fucking care. Someone is going to commit so much of their mental health to your bullshit. And you're going to spit at them until the end. You would want to do the bare minimum. But clearly that wasn't that there. I am mostly going on through topics which are like my issues as a staff. But I can very much tell you, you could ask any student there that, and I know a few of them who are actually waiting to graduate, that it's fucking terrible. And they just want to speak up about the conditions and for the amount that you pay to be treated like this. Pitiful. And you say you put us first. Pitiful. But yeah, that was a hell of a ride and I can never wish for anyone to be there, to go there, to attend there in any capacity or to stay there for too long because I keep saying that to people. There gets you to think that you're only go as good as that. You can't do anything else. They're going to format you to think this. But I met people who were so worth so much more than that, than that hell. <coughs> that asshole of the world. And I wish them for better things. For at least to get to 5 p.m. as fast as possible every day. Because it was three and a half years of my life that I don't regret in the end. Because, you know, I kind of met my best friend there. I have had my kids. I gave birth there. You know, you, you have to, to be realistic and take some positives. But that was very insightful to learn about how fucked up people are and how much they don't really have to be. It's not a necessity, but you decide to be as bad as bad. So I know for a lot of people who don't know what I'm talking about, because again, I'm not going to mention the, the name of the place because I'm not even going give to them, give them the luxury of that. I just want to be fucking done. So I mean, the last time I'm going to talk about it, unless you guys like want to, 
text me about it. I don't know, like DM me about that. Who still uses the word text in 2022? Fucking boomer. But I'm done with it. I've left. I miss the people I've met there and nothing else. You should never tolerate toxicity. You should be proud if you get to leave a toxic job. You should always leave your fucking toxic job. Your mental health. This shit is not worth your mental health. Believe me. Wanting to kill yourself. You can't really put an amount on this. An amount you would be cool to have to deal with his thoughts for. So. That was me. Leaving a toxic job. And I'm glad because I could wrap this up. Adscast. Yo, yo, yo. That was heavy. <laughs> that little segment, which I hope I never have to do again because I really don't want to do topics like this again. Not a topic. It's too fucking heavy. And I really wish I could bury this now. From my mind although yes you don't have to keep it somewhere because you have to remind yourself about it well so you don't fall for it again of course definitely always but you get what i mean i'm tired man and this i think is it should be longer than any other episode when again i want to be taking a like a little break i don't yell you for the shit <laughs> so I would like to thank you guys for having been with me for six weeks now, making us number one as comedy podcast in Mauritius and number three as overall podcast in Mauritius. Hopefully I'm not fed out of three, <laughs> but I'm very happy for that. Your support means a lot to me, particularly where I am in my life right now. This is lifelines of course you need to be your own self-sustainability system but i'm very grateful for every like every share every listen so so much for every patreon because committing to that degree is so fucking huge and you don't understand how in love in, with you I am. But yes. Again, I need to do a little commercial thing. You can support me on Patreon with different tiers um, by donating and, and, and becoming a patron, of course. And, you know, put food on the table. And through this, I make art what I live from. Because I want art to be what I live from. Keep it that way. Thank you so much. Of course, just listening and sharing around is far more than enough for me to be grateful also. So there's no wrong way to um, support Adria. Of course, there are ways which make me want to uh, make love to you, but you get what I mean. Thanks again for tuning in to Askast. I'll see you, hopefully with a camera this time, in a week. Yo.